What's up, everybody, and welcome to yet another week of iZombie Radio, your favorite iZombie podcast out there. Uh, I am your host, Blaze Hopkins, and uh, I am here with two fine gentlemen, my co-hosts, Sean Carpenter and Chris King. Chris, how are you doing tonight? I'm uh, doing okay. Had my last official day of work today for uh, before the summer break. Nice. So, oh, pretty happy about that. Can't complain. And uh, yeah, took a nice stroll through town afterwards as well, which was nice. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Um, just uh, just chilling out, little little sleepy, trying to trying to get back the energy I had from my two coffees earlier today. Uh, but uh, but nah, I'm uh, ready to ready to talk to my zombie with you guys. Good to hear. And uh, Sean, how about you? How are you doing? I'm doing. You know, it's my <laughs> birthday week and everything, so I'm just kind of enjoying all of that. Uh, Friday's being the big day, so whole quarter of a century old. Yeah. All the quarter life crisis, mojo, jojo that happens with all of that. You know. <laughs> Who am I? What am I doing with my life? Why am I still working at a grocery store? You know, all questions we ask ourselves. Well, we will give you the early happy birthday here, and uh, I'm sure a after happy birthday as well. But uh, I hope you're. Uh, I hope you have a, a good weekend and get to celebrate a little bit. Oh yeah, I made sure it took Friday off from work. So there you go. <laughs> I ain't going to be at work this Friday, and uh, girlfriend's throwing me a birthday party on the beach, so. That sounds very dope. Very excited. Hell yeah. Oh, yes. That's I'm awesome. Very happy, excited. Happy early birthday, dude. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, and uh, I myself am doing well. It's been a long week, but uh, it's been going by quick, so no complaints. And... Uh, Basically, with that, I think we are pretty much going to jump into our episode discussion. So, this week's episode of iZombie was episode 6 on the season, um, titled The Scratchmaker. Uh, if you you know, didn't understand beforehand what that might lead to, uh, we certainly got a fun look at some matchmaker brain and situation. So... This week, I thought this episode started out a little interesting. Uh, it was kind of framed to us from the beginning uh, as a Blaine episode with some narration, and uh, it actually turned into be a Don E episode. And um, I was a big fan of that. So basically, we had a matchmaker, and she got killed um, after attending a wedding she set up at the Scratching Post. And she, she kind of hits it off with Don E., but uh, unfortunately, you know, she reveals to him during poor timing that she has f the perfect match for him. And it honestly made me a little uh, bummed that Donnie was so hype, you know, to find love basically and have a chance. And uh, he, he doesn't get the chance uh, to pursue it because the matchmaker is killed. And... Uh, you know, that sort of leads, I think, into, it, it It does a good job of leading into um, what this episode is all about. And it is sort of the bad luck that Donnie has had throughout this entire show. It highlights that, 
you know, he has always been the sidekick. He's always been the butt of jokes, you know, for for our pleasure. And uh, and he's finally tired of it, guys. Donnie is putting his foot down. So I want to kick things off by, you know, just asking you kind of in general, what did you think of uh, of the episode being framed around our lovable side character, Donnie? Um, Sean, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so we finally, finally get a Donnie Focus episode, yeah. which, you know, was needed. Dude's been an important part of the series since relatively early on, so I quite enjoyed it, and, you know, everybody needs, like, well, not needs, everybody wants to be wanted, I guess, mm-hmm. as a sweeping generalization. Um, does not apply to everyone, obviously. I'm just saying that hyperbolically. Um, but Donnie just wants to be loved. Yeah. You know? And he deserves it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 100%. Dude's been living in Blaine's shadow for ever and needs to step out on his own. And this was his chance. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we finally, so we finally get that. So basically Blaine gets to be dealing, you know, he's dealing with uh, all of the fallout from Al's expose on him. Um, The scratching post is taking a lot of heat. Blaine is actually uh, locked up. And because of that, the brain supply begins to really run low. Uh, Major makes it clear that they have about 48 hours to, uh, to last and they need to find brains in that time. And, um... You know, Donnie is basically dealing with all of Blaine's crap as usual. Um, And, you know, the main part of his story is that he, you know, they need these, a new brain source. And as Major is trying to, you know, he's hit a dead end with Blaine in jail. And uh, so he goes to Donnie and who steps in, but none other than Mr. Boss, Mr. Stacy Boss. And um, he's been, you know, their supplier traveling around the Middle Eastern hospitals. And um, from the get-go, Boss does not waste any time in highlighting that Donnie and him are the ones doing all the work. And, um, you know, Blaine has always been the the guy to collect the face of the operation. You know, he thinks he's the brains, but, haha. But, um, you know, he, he wouldn't be anywhere without these two guys. So, um, Chris, I mean... What were your thoughts? Did you like that the episode focused on Donnie? How did you feel about this whole kind of uh, established arc to give him a bigger role, bring Mr. Boss back in, and, um, you know, this this new plan that we saw unfold in this episode? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, uh, you know, as, as Sean and you said, it was nice to kind of give Donnie his, uh, his own, like, focus in this um I thought it was an interesting, uh, just a really interesting uh, concept to have it from, like, a Blaine and Donnie point of view. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, Liv is hardly in this episode. Clive's not in it too much, which I wonder if that was because Malcolm Goodwin directed this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, If, like, we know that he wasn't around a lot for last week's because of that reason for pre-production, but maybe he also thought it would be um, easier not directing himself. Who knows? 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we have all kind of been saying, like, oh, like, kind of like, what's the big villain story going to be for these guys? And uh, it turned out to be, like, a lot more... Uh, Each other. Yeah, it turned out to be a lot more, like, emotional and a lot more about their relationship than I was expecting. There were some, there were some smaller moments in there that I think will play out uh, bigger, like uh, the, the mention of Beanpole Bob. The mm-hmm. Da Vinci of Utopium, who I think is our uh, is 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 our mysterious villain guy. I'm pretty sure that's probably him. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an episode that uh, one that kind of explored Blaine's lack of appreciation for Donnie, um, I thought it was good to see Donnie kind of step away from his shadow, even if even though it didn't really end up working out with him and Stacey Boss, because Major kind of turns the tables on them. Um, and then I like the fact that we're not wasting any time and that Blaine's already jumping on the, the Freilich brain train to kind of make himself some, some money. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I liked it. I, I don't know. This episode was a weird one for me. Well, I, like, I, yeah, I don't want to, I mean, we can, we can dive into it. I just feel like it, it went from zero to 60 a little bit at the end. Well, well, Donnie, Donnie and Boss are still going to be the brain guys. Well, I meant to say that, yeah, but they're not making money from it anymore. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, like, or they're not making... As much. They're not making as much. Like, he even says, like, it's like, what, 88% of uh, the original I thought, deal? I thought it was 80. 80, maybe, yeah. Yeah, because it was, yeah, 80, because it was 90 with... Um, Euphrates. Euphrates, yeah. Um, which is his name? Tigris Euphrates? Like, yep. are you kidding me? Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 100%. 100% the worst name in this entire show. Uh, yeah, I mean, the sh- the show's given us a lot of colorful names, but that uh, that is a that is a tough one. So yeah, I mean, overall, uh, and I and I like that we got to see like the effect of like Tanner's death right yep. on Donnie from like both like he was sad about it but also realizing like oh I think in that moment he realizes like oh we're all really expendable to this guy yep absolutely and, uh, yeah it was uh it was interesting definitely not my favorite episode of the season but I admired what it tried to do yeah I appreciated I think I will we it'll be an appreciative episode um once we really get the payoffs of the inevitable payoffs of and conflicts of Blaine finding out, you know, that Donnie lied to him and, um, you know, seeing kind of the deterioration of their relationship as because, you know, obviously Donnie has this new attitude and ep- as the episode progresses, just from telling Stacy Boss to get his feet off of his desk. And, you know, it's almost like a, a switch flicked, like you said, Chris, where he he sort of loses everything in this episode and gets I don't want to say he hits rock bottom from you know because he's i don't know if that's the right term but you know he gets to a pretty low place as you mentioned in terms of this episode he donnie basically loses what we can i think safely call his last chance at love or his most realistic chance at love he um is dealing with all of blaine's crap and yeah he real his best friend like i guess secondary best friend in tanner um, gets killed right in front of him, and, you know, like you said, he feels expendable, so he's, it's, it'll be interesting to really see this build up, um, 
especially if Blaine is out there doing his thing on his own and, you know, he kind of continues to overlook Donnie and uh, everything going on. And I think it'll be interesting because when that conflict does come, you know, I'm expecting, I mean, look at how Blaine, when he jumps into the, the Freilich thing, you know, he immediately does that on his own. He doesn't even think to say, you know what, Donnie, no, you're wrong. We do have another plan, you know? It's it's just immediately that, that selfish intention he's always had. So I'm really, I really liked what they did in this episode. Um, I think it was a unique approach to um, kind of establish this dynamic and this future conflict. I enjoyed it because I did think it was, I liked how it kind of stepped outside of the box from what we were used to. And, um, and you know, I, I completely agree with what you were saying, Sean, just about how this guy, he's been low-key, a amazing, he's been just as good as all of our regulars, all of our, you know, um, main protagonists and characters and everything. And, uh, you know, he never quite gets, I think, the full due he deserves. He definitely has his moments, but I like that he just got a chance to kind of flex different muscles and we'll, uh, we'll get to see a newly and more developed Don E before the series comes to a close. And, uh, so I, I appreciate this episode and I'm really hoping that it will, um, pay off a ton down the line. Um, and it's, it's pretty interesting because I think, you know, what this leads right into is, uh, is kind of like we saw, or like we predicted in our, our last episode of the podcast, um, Blaine is going after the Freilig brains. I don't think that necessarily is shocking to anybody, um, but I'm curious to know how do you guys think that this is going to play out? Um, you know, a couple of the things that we talked about involving this um led to the idea of a Robbie versus Blaine showdown um 2.0 basically and I'm kind of wondering do you guys think it'll be pretty quick you know once this first girl goes uh quote unquote missing you know um what do you think Liv and Robbie especially will immediately know what's up um how do you think this is going to play out basically Chris, if you, I, I feel like you know you you kind of led yeah. us on that idea last week. So, yeah, I mean, well, one, I'm really curious. Well, I think Ravi's definitely going to be the one who kind of starts to figure it out because if and I think this is ultimately going to be his storyline, his conflict going forward this mm-hmm. season because Liv's Liv's going to be wrapped up in. Um, the, the infiltration uh, of her operation, which uh, we will definitely exactly. get to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Like that's what she's kind of going to be uh, wrapped up in, and uh, and so I think Robbie's going to notice what's going on, and I mean I also wonder. I am curious. Like, is this going to lead potentially down the line to? Donnie versus Blaine and maybe Donnie even kind of coming to Ravi's aid a little bit where he's like where he's where he kind of maybe he starts to seeing these kids like a little bit of Tanner 
mm-hmm. uh, and is like, uh, like again, like you know, we don't we don't need to we don't need to kill in order to make money. Like they're already starting up the brothel, right, in the scratching mm-hmm. post. So he's he's seeing these alternative ways of making money that aren't coming at the cost of life. Um, yeah, so I I could see even him becoming a part of it. But I definitely think Robbie's the one who's going to be um, facing off with Blaine about this because, to me, it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense for it to be for it to be anyone else. Like it just it's you know it's been his focus, and they have such a history. Like it to me, it would it, it wouldn't make sense for the show to not pay that off. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see how Ravi responds to it. Does he bring in uh, Dr. Collier at all into it? Like, she was in, like, the previous on section. I know, and we still, she still hasn't come back yet. <laughs> yeah, which I find very interesting. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we're, we're going to have to really wait and see, like, what... Like, I, I guess how quickly he's going to figure it out. Like, I don't yeah. necessarily, I don't expect him to, like, necessarily find out next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but within the next couple weeks, I can definitely see him discovering it. And, yeah, and especially now that, um, now that they've fixed the, well, two things, too. Like, now that they've, one, fixed the brain issue, right? Yep. Uh, and, and also now that we know that those cures that Ravi previously made are gone because of Tanner throwing them in the water. Yeah. Um, like, are are they gonna it, like? I just Ravi's gonna have so much to go after Blaine for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's gonna kind of they're gonna figure it out all in like one. He's gonna figure it all out in like one fell swoop. And um, I, I could see him kind of going after Blaine almost to like Peyton's dismay or someone else's dismay because like. You know, maybe again, maybe the, like how we talked about, like maybe the threat of the nukes coming or, or what have you. But yeah, I definitely feel like it's going to go down that way. And um, I'm, and I'm not, I'm really kind of looking forward to it because I feel like Robbie. Honestly, I feel like a lot of our main characters during this first half of the season have kind of been like put on the back burner a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but specifically, especially Robbie. Like, I, I really feel like he hasn't had much to do this final season. And, um, like, we've gotten the fun, episodic stuff with him and Liv dancing. And um, with him last week kind of playing, like, the Clive uh, to, to Liv. Like, filling in that Clive role while he was yeah. hurt. And we're even getting, like, we're barely getting even, um, like, Robbie and Peyton moments, you know? Where even to kind mm-hmm. of be that... Uh, that emotional charge of the episodes not even that is uh is absent yeah and honestly maybe that's why i'm i'm a little more lukewarm on this episode is because i feel like i could as much as i appreciate the fact that donnie got his time to shine some of our I, other main I, characters deserve you know you'd feel like they haven't gotten their due yet this season listen i love major but me i feel like it's become the major show in mm-hmm. a lot of ways like, I feel like Liv's gotten the short end of the stick a lot mm-hmm. this season. And that's that's really what's upset me a lot, because <laughs> it, it, it's her show, you know? And, like, 
yeah, we all you might Liv might not be your favorite character, but she's the central character of the series. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, I feel like she's kind of gotten um, a little bit uh, a little bit shortchanged. I definitely feel like Robbie has, and I'm really hoping that these next few uh, few episodes over the next couple of weeks get into it. You know, like I feel like we barely even saw like Matchmaker Brain. I was so excited for it. And it was barely a blip on the radar. Yeah. You know, like even something fun like that, I feel like we barely got. So I'm hoping with the, with Robbie finding out about Blaine and with Liv figuring out about the infiltration into Renegade's operation, that we get a lot more of them in these, in these coming episodes. But yeah, um, no, I definitely get it. Yeah. It's going to set up some interesting showdowns for sure. And I actually really quickly want to run. I really like your idea of, um, you know, does the kind of Tanner um, situation inevitably make Donnie feel differently and possibly pair up with Ravi? So I, I really like that. And I could even see, you know, I feel like as, as we've seen in the past, um, the minute that the gang suspects Blaine of something, right, they go to the scratching posts and normally interact with Donnie first. So I could even see Ravi doing just that showing up and be, you know, having this emotionally charged, uh, confrontation with Donnie and him being like, whoa, what do you, you know, A, I don't work with Blaine anymore. B, what are you talking about? Kids dying. And, um, I almost feel like that's a really, uh, that would be a really interesting pairing and would make a lot of sense. Uh, Sean, what do you, what do you think of that? Do you think that there is likeliness that those two could pair up based on what Chris was saying? Or how do you think kind of this, this conflict and, and Blaine and Robbie, you know, how is that triangle and just kind of situation all going to play out in your mind? It's going to be messy. Mm hmm. It's, it's not going to end pretty because it was touched on in this episode by Al, but Blaine still actually has feelings for Peyton. And he's, and he knows Ravi's going to be the one person that can, in theory, stop him. So given that it, Hmm. No, it, I definitely see Donnie taking sides with Liv, Ravi, you know, the powers that be instead of Blaine, because Blaine's been screwing him over way too much. Yeah. So, and especially, it, like, in my mind, too, this episode just showed us you know, again, going back to our past episodes, um, we've discussed how Blaine is kind of, you know, being forced to sink back into his roots. But this episode really, in my mind, put him on a war path. Um, I think it could even be more extreme than we've seen him. I mean, again, back to season one roots, um, just because, you know, his business goes away. We Hilarious scene, but the reality of how low he sinks. I mean, he's living in, quote, Donnie's ex stepdad's basement on the couch where Donnie lost his virginity and uh, his mother, I assume, washes her bras <laughs> right next to. And uh, and then yeah, I mean Al, 
I loved that scene because she called him for what he was, despite him trying to kind of clap back and act tough. And she calls his bluff and he just gets outsmarted and, you know, put to shame by her again. So he, he loses everything in this episode. And I, I absolutely agree with you. I think it's going to be messy. And uh, I'm curious, do you, for both of you, um, you know, do you, does this kind of change your mind or give you any new thoughts on uh, Blaine's demise in the future? Could you see Donnie, you know, killing him potentially? If it came again, we saw if he knows, you know, that Blaine's a me first type of guy. And as you said, Chris, everybody's expendable. Could Robbie do it? Could Robbie do it? And Donnie take the fall for it almost? Um, did this, I'm curious, did this episode sort of change your mind on maybe how Blaine's ending will play out. Well, hmm. see, now it can go one of three ways because Mr. Boss is back in the mix of things Mm -hmm. and he's got a bone to pick with Blaine as well. Always has had a bone to pick with Blaine. Mm -hmm. So it literally could be one of the three or all three of them kind of ganging up and kind of doing well the coup de gras to Blaine and ending him right then and there because mm-hmm. I don't see it going I don't see it going one way over the others it's, sure just new possible basically <laughs> Blaine yeah. is clearly going to die <laughs> like there's yeah. the list keeps at going up and up on people that c- are going to kill Blaine or want to kill Blaine yeah it's too early to tell because this episode was kind of like the opening of the next act of the show so mm-hmm. of the season last week kind of felt like a all right here's the end of act 1 here's the beginning of act 2 now mm-hmm. and so the stage is sort of set for all sorts of shenanigans and none of them are going to be pretty. And yeah, it, it's making me feel like there's not going to be a 100% happy ending coming for these characters. And that kind of has me worried a little bit. Mm hmm. But still a little too early to tell. Personally. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Do you have I, any uh, new thoughts yeah. based on this? Yeah, I mean, I think if we're going that, like, if we're going to go that Blaine, in a lot of ways, has kind of come full circle in some ways and is returning to his, like, killing kid roots, for lack of a better word, what better way to show Donnie's growth? Um, and make him someone that we really truly do root for um, than by having him maybe try to sacrifice himself in some type of way to take Blaine down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I could I could definitely see that happening. I could see him kind of um, being the one who kind of, seeing him kind of go out, you know, and, and die um, in, an, in an effort to stop Blaine or to kill Blaine um I could definitely see that happening Mr. Boss I don't know man it was kind of a weird 
time to bring him back for how for how... yeah i don't know if i really care that much about him well and it that made, it, it made sense well and, yeah and but, but but also him being al's um uncle made me far less interested in her character yeah okay yeah so i, I was gonna i was about to say that's you know i'm glad we kind of were able to hold no, you know, nobody brought that up because I wanted to lead into it. So, yeah, and kind of the weirdest twist of the episode, as you said, you know, Al is his knee is uh, Bo- Stacy Boss's niece. And um, I agree. I thought it was kind of weird, um, definitely unexpected. But I really liked her character. Again, I loved, you know, her whole thing. And I have been sort of waiting for the the eventual reveal that of kind of, you know, who is she really working for? What's her sort of full motive? Because it clearly has always been more than just, in my opinion, a journalist. Um, And, you know, she, we saw her take down Blaine with the article. And then she has that again, like I said, that great scene in this episode where she doesn't back down to him again and show you know shows her true ruth- ruthlessness and um and yeah, it kind of just I, I don't really know where she goes now i'm I'm very curious to hear what you guys think on sort of what is what do you see as the next step for her character like what really does she have left to do how you know does this master plan suppose that apparently stacy boss has been concocting from behind the scenes this entire time you know where does that go especially because his while he still controls the brain trade it is for less amount and everything and it sort of felt to me that plot development i it became a little wonky is what I'd call it. Um, but what do you what do you guys think? I mean, Chris, if you just want to keep keep going on your with your thoughts. I mean, I think it takes away some of the autonomy of her character, mm-hmm. and it also t- turns her from someone. Like I, I love the fact that she does flat out tell Blaine, like, "No, you're the one who got played. Yeah. Like you f- you fell for my kind of tricks and and." and stuff yeah and, she she uh, was like a badass character like she was telling him how it was she pulls mm-hmm. the gun on him like and mm-hmm. she has no she never feels threatened by him she makes she is the first character to truly make blaine small and feel small yeah. and it, it yeah, was awesome was it was great and then to turn it around and have her kind of doing it for money reasons and be like a pawn basically instead of you know somebody who is just kind of doing it under mr doing it under stacy boss's order and then also again for the sake of getting rich Mm -hmm. it it didn't line up with who i thought she had been presented to be over the past few episodes yeah Um, because to me she came about as this like truth seeker you know, who was trying to, like, who was more interested in, like, taking down a criminal, mm-hmm. not that she was just working with another one. Um, yeah, it, it was a, to me, it was a weird choice, because I thought that they had a real opportunity for how great her character had been landing up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. they, they had a real opportunity to make her even more unique than she already had been, and I felt like 
she kind of just became like a trope in this. Like again, she felt it mm-hmm. turned her into just a pawn, and it was like okay. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, and and so yeah, and so now and now like similar to what you said, I don't really know where you go with her or with that storyline since it's clear that all right, like we're not getting that money anymore. Um, and it's just the other thing is like that bothers me is I feel like now all of her inclusion is gonna be her in a scene with Boss and him just telling her what to do. Like instead of you know, I've always felt like her decisions were her own kind of tactical moves, you know, to, like you said, get to the truth and just, you know, she knew what she was doing. And and now I feel like that's a little bit cheapened in my eyes because it's like, because, you know, Stacy literally says in that scene where that reveal scene, something along the lines of like, ooh, like now that my plan is working and we've taken the brain business for ourselves, like we can conquer the world. Like, you know, it was like all of a sudden this kind of gimmicky supervillain plot to me and I just was sitting there as if like okay so now are her scenes gonna be him just like telling her what to do next you know and it it really takes the uh the excitement out of out of that for me yeah and and last thing I'll say because I want to hear Sean's thoughts on it too is um yeah and now it's like and, and frankly, to me, like I, I've I've always enjoyed Stacy Boss as a character, but to me, he's kind of he's he's outgrown his his sort of usefulness. Yeah, like it, it works here. It makes sense because okay, how is Blaine been getting the um, the brains into New Seattle? Well, of course he'd have a contact like Stacy Boss. Okay, he's almost Good. like I, the brawn of iZombie. Ron from uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Like, he's just, yeah. when you need, like, that kind of generic smuggler or, like, you know... Oh, oh hey now, hey now. Don't call Bron generic. He's not, I but, like by, but like, but for convenience, you know, in, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... He becomes I your convenience think... mobster. For sure, like, that he can kind of solve it all. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you there. Um, the last thing I would say... Is just yeah, like if Stacy Boss doesn't get his comeuppance before the season's over, I call bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just would be really like I don't need every single villain to die or anything, but I don't know. I I need something to happen to this guy because there's there's no way he should be able to get away with the shit he's been getting away with, and um, yeah, and and I just feel like. Like as much as I've enjoyed him in the past, we've we've reached that point with him now where it's like, the dude the dude's got to go down. He deserves to go down. So, yeah. What do you think, Sean? It definitely was an instance of, with Al at least, they failed to stick the landing. Like they built this character up and then. It more so just fell on its mm-hmm. face. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, uh, and yeah, Stacy Boss does need to go, and I'm kind of glad they brought him back to get rid of him, because part of my whole... I just was thinking about this while you guys were talking... I have a feeling that 
Blaine's going to confront Boss at some point in time, and either one of two things are going to happen. Either Stacy Boss takes him out, or Blaine takes Mr. Boss out, which I'm leaning more towards Blaine taking Mr. Boss out because of reasons. Um, so I'm kind of just changing up my whole theory as we go along here. Uh, but no, it's, I mean, like Chris said, I'm kind of like not too happy about him coming back because he, it does feel like we're beating a dead horse again and again Mm -hmm. with bringing in Mr. Boss in what feels like literally every single season of this show before he just sneakily sneaks off to some country that has no extradition practices to the U.S. So it's it's about damn time. Yeah. That we just regardless of who takes him out, he just needs to go. In a perfect world, I'd like to see Liv or Ravi during his monthlies so we can see Ravi actually go full Romero and just go to town and deal with him. Yeah. But him actually meeting up with anyone who isn't part of Fillmore Graves seems a little unlikely as it stands. But we still have seven episodes left in the season for literally anything to happen. So, we'll see. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. But, um, yeah, you know, hopefully he, Mr. Boss, just gets offed very quickly. But, um, kind of going back to another uh, of our main characters. So, as we touched on, because it involved uh, Donnie, Blaine, and uh, Mr. Boss, Major is uh, kind of dealing with uh, the brain crisis this episode, and essentially he we see him be very upfront and open with the government, the U.S. government, about the 48-hour timeline they have, and we kind of find out that the government has some type of reserve brain uh, bank, even though it would not last long. It is something that they are holding on to, and uh, it seems like there is potential for that to come into play until uh, our good friend Dolly Durkins comes back and, of course, has all of the leaks out there. And she, of course, gets this information and or at least knows somehow about the 48-hour timeline. And uh, she leaks it to the news, which forces the government to step aside and basically label uh, Fillmore Graves a terrorist organization, uh, which to me, you know, is a further excuse to kind of uh, rationalize and threaten the nuke um, outcome. But um, Major, I will give him that in this episode, I loved seeing him kind of keep his cool, not get stressed out, and um, and really, you know, use his brain. Um, because he makes some smart moves in here to handle everything. Uh, we obviously have sort of touched on how he handles the brain crisis already um, in, you know, playing 
Donnie and Mr. Boss to get the price he wants. Uh, he gets a new face for the brain supply so he can help kind of get people to recognize they have stepped away from their association with Blaine and they have somebody that people already like and are familiar with uh, being the face of things now in Tigris Euphrates and um, and we basically get to see him confront Dolly in a very fun and satisfying way um, forcing her to serve zombies and kind of ruining her business. And we also find out that uh, Dolly's son is not only a zombie, but a Fillmore Graves soldier zombie. So, you know, I want to ask you guys, what did you think of everything Major accomplished this episode? Um, How do you think he handled everything? What did you think of him directly confronting Dolly? And, um... And mainly, you know, what do you think comes of this new information about Dolly's son? How do you think Major will use that? And, um, you know, do you think that this conflict with Dolly, which the focus has clearly been shifted back onto, um, how do you think that plays out? How bad does it get? I don't know who wants to jump in first. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I see the sun angle being played up for maybe how, like, down later in the season, how she gets taken down. Mm-hmm. Maybe they develop uh, Murphy, I believe is his last name. Yes. Uh, maybe they develop him a little bit more and... Um, and, and, and give us that uh, and and really give us that uh, that satisfying like uh, mother son kind of confrontation um, yeah I mean I can see that happening I did I'm glad you pointed out major kind of having the opportunity to be like really really like smart and, and kind of strategic in this episode especially after it seemed like, with last week, not only was he taken advantage of by uh, Enzo because of the the poison brain, but also he um, he has to kind of uh, he also has no idea really what um, the not Stacy boss, but the other the boss guy, the yeah, more than is is up mystery to. man. Mystery, yeah, mystery man. The uh, probably the Da Vinci of Utopia, more than likely. Um, uh, Bean Pole Bob, but um, which Jesus Christ, the names on the show. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I so I, I like seeing him kind of get ahead of some stuff. I I love seeing him, um, like what he how he kind of used the uh, how he kind of pressured dolly with the with the food truck thing i thought that was great Mm -hmm. Uh, uses the pen to plant the the listening device yeah which which was funny which that was also i was like hmm uh how did how did stacy boss not notice that one but whatever (laughs) um yeah but no overall i i really i really enjoyed it um, what he got to do 
again, I just... It's not that I don't like Major. I love Major. Major's one of my favorite characters. I'm just like... Like, I think about everything he got to do in this episode, and it just still brings me back to where, with me going, like, I feel like we barely got anything with, like, Liv. Mm-hmm. Like, we had we had Liv interviewing, um, what was her name? Uh, was it Riley? I believe was the, is the... I think so. On? Yeah, let me look at my notes real quick here. Uh, yep. Like, and she wants to set Major, like, up with her even, mm-hmm. even though she he's like human and like i just i just wish we were getting equal playing time uh for them uh you know like uh she she doesn't you know major doesn't major doesn't have to be and really in my opinion really shouldn't be carrying the show on his back but uh but but i was really happy to see him kind of bounce back and take the reins in this episode and uh I think to me it just reaffirms that like he's he really is a a good leader, a really strong leader, and like he didn't just inherit this position. I think he truly does um, deserve it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know some some interesting stuff there with Murphy and and Dolly being son. I'm also curious if anything's gonna come about of what her, of like who her contacts are. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah, like. Especially because it was, like, immediate. Yeah, like, is somehow Murphy, is somehow her son a contact? Like, is this a double cross, basically? Yeah, that would be a little boring, Mm -hmm. personally, but, I mean, I could see it happening, so... Do you think it could be, um... Who knows? Yeah, I'm not sure, especially because, that's definitely an interesting point, because we don't get to see too many, um... Fillmore Graves soldiers uh, be, you know, personalized. Like, very few of them get names and kind of get addressed and really are involved. I mean, we've had, it's what, it's Justin, Enzo, Murphy. Obvi- I, I'm not counting had, the evil. We had, the, we had what? We had, we had Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Um, and... Now you have Major's new sidekick guy. I I don't know if he's been. I forget his name, but um, but you know, there's it's very, uh, it's a very small number of Fillmore Graves side characters, where, you know, that they can kind of choose from to make a, uh, betrayal feel kind of warranted and and unique. You know. I don't know if, if that's... Uh... No, I, I agree with you, and that's why I'm wondering if... That's, to me, why it would pay off more if they developed Murphy. Trying more. to get back, you know, trying to... Because he's upset that he was disowned, basically, for racial reasons. Trying to... And his <laughs> yeah. mom will always be his mom. Well, yeah, and I also think that that would show a true ruthlessness of Dolly, too, of, like, that... Because I, I feel like we, it's safe to say that, um, you know, she would not, uh, you know, she would manipulate her own zombie son for her gain. Like, I would believe, basically, that she 
would tell him, like, you know, do these things for me and get this info for me and I'll, like, you know, you can be a part of the family again with no actual intention Mm -hmm. of that ever happening. And that would be, like, damn, she is cold-hearted to, you know, not only already disown Mm -hmm. her son once, but then manipulate him with no intention of, like, giving him a chance. That'd be some, uh, some true ruthless, uh, some true ruthless bitch shit right there, man. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm very fascinated by that development. What do you think, Sean? I'm gonna get you involved here. What do you? What? How did you feel about uh, major storyline? You know, again, and then, and then really this building conflict with Dolly. I hate Dolly even more. <laughs> because, yeah. You may not like zombies, but that's your kid. Yeah. Nothing's going to change that fact. You can disown him all you want. And if she's manipulating him, then I just want the worst thing to happen to her on the show because she deserves that. Um, and if it's just Major annoying her for the rest of the time, then so be it. Because, man, did I get a kick out of Major just enjoying himself annoying Dolly. It was, it was quite, it was quite funny. And seeing the look on his face when he's like, hey guys, they, they, they actually serve us now. And the look on her face mm-hmm. when they all just showed up, it was, it was perfect. It was the perfect level of just annoyance <laughs> that is going to set something in motion from Dolly. And I think that's what Major was trying to go for. Because if he were to strike first, it would look bad on zombie kind. But if she stroke first, then you know, it's it's open season at that point. Because the dead enders and chicks aren't really looked upon in a positive light by a good majority of the population of New Seattle. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I'm thinking because I don't know what the zombie to human ratio is and what percentage of the humans are zombie sympathizers or just don't care enough to actually have any stake in the matter but I think Dolly is starting to back into a corner at this point do you think yeah go ahead do you think that um now that Major has sort of uh truly kind of stepped right in front of her and uh in my opinion made this way more personal than it previously was do you think that will uh bite him in the butt even more it might, because she might start going after the people he cares about. Yeah, that I just felt like it was, you know, because it's always it's always been that presented to us of like you know that each other are the face of the you know of your opponent basically, but there's just that uh, you're playing a game of chess, and I feel like Major just kind of took it to a new level by put, and and I'm happy he did. But, um, you know, 
I'm curious if it'll, like I said, kind of come back at some point. I have a feeling it will. Mm -hmm. And it's probably going to incite that final sort of act of stuff. Because it, we are, it's going to start building up at this point. Um, Having not seen the promo for next week, I can't speak on that because the CW app doesn't show previews at the end of episodes. It just does the credits and then wants me to watch uh, the cheerleading show that Ali Machaka was in. Hellcats! Hellcats! And I don't want to watch it because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I have too many (laughs) other shows to watch right now. Not enough time. Also, Also starring Ashley Tisdale... And produced by Superman himself, Tom Welling. Anyway. <laughs> it's a quite interesting cast and crew there. <laughs> yeah. But this is not a Hellcats podcast, so. What do you think? We can always make it one. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Do you think, uh, I just really want to quickly get your opinion on um that idea. Do you think that Major kind of finally coming face to face with Dolly for real is going to uh, up the ante now? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, she's she's kind of attacked the zombies everywhere they live, you know, on all fronts. Um, and so, like, him being actually straight up antagonistical with her. Um, rather than just, you know, um, rather than just kind of, uh, rather than just existing, you know, and her attacking him, um, there's, there's no way that she doesn't, she doesn't up it after, um, after this. And, you know, it'll be, uh. I don't know how much more she can. I mean, there's been suicide bombings. There's been... Snipings. Uh, uh, there's been sniping. As we said. Yeah, seriously. There's been um, tainted brains. There's, like, Alzheimer brains, you know? Like, there's been... I think, like, I think, like Sean said, plan. it's pretty much just going to have to be all-out war at some point. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't doubt it. We're we're gonna get there as we've all been predicting, I think. But yeah. uh yeah, I'm uh I don't know. I mean I'm I'm just glad to see Major taking a stance. And I'm I'm glad yeah. to see more I'm just glad to see more interaction between someone and Dolly because um just because like I think while she's an interesting villain, I've I've actually really started to like her as a villain. Um I think what is missing um, are those interactions where, like, before we had those, like, Bond to Clark interactions every mm-hmm. episode, or even or even Chase Graves, or... So she's been kind of in her own little show, so I'm glad that we're starting to, to kind of bring her bring her back into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, it should be, it should be interesting to see what she has, uh, left in store for our heroes in these last seven episodes, which I still can't believe, man, we're, like, halfway through the season, it's crazy. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, you know, not, not least, uh, it, you know, if it weren't for your mentions earlier, Chris, um, we will confirm that Liv 
was in this episode. Um, you know, and she also <laughs> was on a brain. Um, so she was on the matchmaker brain. Uh, didn't get a whole lot of time. She didn't really get to show off the brain even. We got, uh, I think, you know, what, two scenes with the whole um, interview uh, scene. And then when she, when they visit Donnie and he's like dropping the glasses, you know, trying to force her into a vision. Um, and then she inev- she eventually has one. Um, but yeah, essentially, you know, for Liv's story, um, the, I can't remember the teacher's name who has been compromised, but, uh, he, you know, they're essentially infiltrating the coyote operation and the renegade operation. And now they're going to have a undercover coyote. Um, and who knows how that will play out. Um, but I, I think, you know, the main thing I took away from this story storyline was that, Chris, after watching you consume plenty of heated items and plenty of spicy items, anybody that would buy that woman's reaction to taking a ghost pepper shot, especially... We're not even. We haven't even brought up how Robbie was having a pretty much real reaction. You know, it was. It, I, I don't buy it. I don't know how anybody could buy that that comfortable of a ghost pepper shot taker. But um. But regardless, I, I mean, I yeah, I we get, that's what I'm saying. But uh, I'm part zombie. I, but uh, I mean, Chris, why don't you kind of take us away with this one i know you you have uh some pretty strong feelings on how Liv was kind of taking a back seat but you know i want to know what did you think at the end of the day about the developments in her story and uh how do you see this this playing out this kind of build up between her and um mystery man who we believe is uh bootstrap bill whatever his name is um beanpole bob but, <laughs> uh, you know, um, no, it's, and the teacher's name is Mr. Is Mr. Moss, by the way. I don't know. What okay, thank you. Is, but, but, but yeah. So, where do you see? What do you think the goal is here? What do you think the point is to infiltrate Renegade's operation? What do you think uh, will happen with a, uh, a, you know, them having a planted coyote, basically getting to eventually directly interact with people? Um, how do you see this playing out? Um. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously they learn a lot about Renegade. I'm curious with the with the with the zombie posing as like as a coyote thing. What's the game plan here? Is the is the game plan to just kill the sick humans? Is the game plan to turn the humans, but make them on their side? Like this essentially zombie Nazi side where zombies are the superior race. Mm-hmm. Um, or are they just going to turn them and then basically steal them to uh, turn them into more like um, Romero's? Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing, right? Like is, is that's what I don't know. Is this about making them Romero's? Is this about making them, um, into more of this like this higher breed like i i don't know i mean we know that he essentially wants the extermination of humanity so they ain't staying human that's one thing um they're either dead or they're zombies 
My so. thing, my thing, my one thing with this was just, I guess, I don't, I don't see how the minute that this woman, Riley, the minute that she kind of messes up, you know, that's how, that's how I'm going to frame this. The minute she quote unquote, like messes up her first, uh, operation, like how do they not, how, you know, how does, how does it become a running thing if everybody that she is supposed to bring over like conveniently like gets killed or doesn't show up or goes missing like how many excuses can she make as the newbie before they're like what's really going on here or i don't think she or is it purely for information um or or is it some type of like tag team with her and, and mr moss you know, is this less about less about them recruiting new people and more about like them trying to kind of indoctrinate these kids? Maybe I don't know. Um, it's uh, it's definitely definitely interesting. Um, yeah, I really I wish I had a better prediction for this. I'm kind of glad I don't. I mean, again, uh, we got so little time in kind of this uh-huh. development of Liv's story that it, again, there's clearly much more we need to know, even just to make a guess at things, in my opinion. Yeah. It agreed. kind of was just like, I, I guess I thought it was interesting that they needed, they felt the need to, um, you know, plant another like info you know spy basically in the organization and to set it up as a coyote i was even more curious of just like where where does that go yeah for sure i mean i don't know if sean has any ideas that he wants to offer i'm i don't know where it goes yeah really i truly don't and that's that is exciting um to me because I don't know. Not that I feel like we can predict some of this season, but I feel like there are some beats that we're starting to see, maybe. Sure. Um, so, uh, whereas this, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know what your end game is here, man. I don't know how it works. So prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah. So Sean, why don't you jump in? Do you have any? What did you think of the storyline? And um, anything else to to kind of add on where you you could see this going? I really don't have anything else to add. I mean, I'm a wimp when it comes to spice, so I wouldn't go <laughs> near that. Like, I would sniff it and go, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm good. I'm good. Because I for sure could not be a good zombie with how <laughs> spice just wrecks me. Um, I often joke saying that cottage cheese is too spicy for me. That's how white I am. Um, but it, it makes me highly suspicious of her that she was able to sort of take that shot and not react the way Robbie did. Either she has the greatest spice tolerance in the universe or she's not a human <laughs> well are you, are you well she's confirmed to not be i just meant her fake was like 
a bad. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was that bad. (laughs) Yeah, so, Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, that's kind of, for me, the biggest mystery, especially because we, uh, you know, we haven't gotten much with uh, our mystery villain either. So it'll be interesting. I'm really hoping maybe next week they can um, kind of dive back into that and create crisis around him and live um, in some form. That would make me pretty excited. Yeah, agreed. I, I want more... I want us to spend more time with uh, with him again. Um, and I want him to somehow run into one of our main characters. Even if it's, yeah, even if it's someone like Blaine. Yeah, no, Blaine. I agree because he's he's the wild card on the board right now, and you know, not mm-hmm. just because he we know he has the army, um, we know he has sort of a, um, I'll I'll say we believe at least he has a superior control of his zombie capabilities, and then three, you know, I think it's I I would feel very com- confident, obviously, piecing together the um the whatever his name is the utopium uh kingpin the the dynasty of Uto. yeah we could just stick with that um but you know even kind of laying those ties yeah i think it would it would to see blaine you know the look on someone like his face to know that that guy is around again um i think would be super interesting so i agree it would be very cool to see him kind of get some interaction finally um, because he is the complete wild card, and and even you know even if he gets confronted by Liv, um, you know the minute that Dolly kind of steps over line, I think that he immediately wastes no time in releasing his Romero army of like a uh, screw you humans. So it'll be very interesting. Agreed. And uh, and before we finish up, I just want to add that while I like I didn't necessarily love the fact that this was such a Blaine focused episode, the dude was on fire with his quotes. Yeah, um, I was gonna bring up I uh, in just kind of my last thoughts uh, early on, but his joke about uh, not being sure if he is the most hated man in Seattle because yeah. of a Rod. Uh, Yep. was one of my favorite jokes. Um, yep. And I don't. Well, if you want to jump in with some other highlights, I don't know if you for him if you had any more. But uh, I liked when he said about when he's talking about how snakes on a plane was playing in the rec room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then I guess we're all screwed, Monkey Fighter. See, Samuel Jackson just isn't the same edited for TV. <laughs> um, that was good. And then I did like his reaction to Donnie's story about losing his virginity. If you continue, the scream I utter will shatter the universe. Yeah. That was, uh, that was pretty good. Um, and, oh, uh, and Brant Stone. Brant Stone came back. Brant Stone came back. Him, uh, him eating, Clyde. him eating the message after, uh, Donnie, he told Donnie 365 yep. and how he just, I think it was even before he realized that like Liv and Clive walked in, he just on trigger, you know, was like, I'm yep. going to dispose of this message. Um, that was good. Well, Clive is now active acting Lieutenant. Yep. 
That's what I was about to say, yeah. Which, um, I don't know if you guys really quickly want to touch on that, or if you have any theories about kind of where that might go. Um, again, it was such a blip on the radar that clearly is setting up for more, I guess. Um, but, yeah. I'm happy for him. He deserves it. It it could easily turn into him becoming full-time, like, lieutenant. And if the show goes the way that the zombies are cured, everything's good, Seattle opens back up its borders, that sort of seems like the endgame point for this character. And he goes from literally the bottom of the barrel to the top basically and would be it would be it'd be a nice way to end it for him yeah what did you think chris chris yep can you guys hear me okay yep, I dropped you're... Out of the call yeah i it's all good like for some reason Skype kicked me out of the call. Um but I'm back. So uh what did I think about Clive becoming lieutenant? Yeah. Yeah. I uh yeah, quite happy about it. Something he definitely deserved. I think Sean kinda hit the nail on the head where it's like, you know, this is something that he um you know, he went from being like the most hated man in the precinct to now being like the most respected. I think that's pretty pretty fantastic and i like the fact too that like i like the fact that he's like oh i'm just you know doing it until dale gets back on her feet but you could still tell how much he was enjoying it Mm -hmm. um i thought that was really really nice really like just a a really um kind of touching clive moment and i'm really glad that malcolm goodwin got to direct that moment for him um i felt like it was a nice a nice character beat for, uh, for for Clive. Like a really a really earned moment for him as a character, after you know, four and a four and a half years of of kind of working towards this. Um, yeah, it was it was good, and uh, I'm I'm curious to see too now that he's in that position, you know how he kind of wields that authority. Is he going to have to make any tough calls as uh, shit hits the fan? Like, is he going to be able to always be on Lip's side? Yeah. You know, like, or is it going to, is it going to be used to, is this new position going to cause some, some type of conflict with him? Or is, is he not going to be able to be on the scene with her as much? Because he has to maybe do some, some other things. So they're not going to be able to maybe investigate cases as much together, which would kind of bum me out. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We shall. Uh, we shall see. But uh, it's a. It's it's a really. It's a satisfying moment. I think for longtime viewers again to see how far he's just he's come in that precinct um, because he's always yeah. been a great. He's always been a great detective, and now he's kind of he's getting the the credit he deserves. Yeah. And uh, the only other thing I wanted to touch on, um, I thought it was funny when uh, Liv tried to take credit for putting uh Ravi and Peyton together and that little interaction. But um yeah, I mean any other um things you either of you wanted to touch on? All right. 
no, I got nothing else. What'd you say? Muted again. Did no. Sorry, the Skype. This is it's a good time probably for me to end because my Skype is being weird. Um, can you guys? Yeah, you guys can hear me now, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. Cool. Yeah, no, I didn't have too much to to touch upon. Um. I did, speaking of, of Liv as the matchmaker, though, I did love Major when he came into the, uh, when he came into the thing, when he came back into the house, and he was just to, like, Ravi, he was like, so Liv, like, Liv's on matchmaker brain? Yup. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah, that that's really, I think that's really it for me. Um, but, yeah. Overall, not my favorite episode. Again, I think some things felt rushed. Like, I feel like that Euphrates thing could have been done over, like, the course of, like, a two-episode arc. Like, introduce um, him a little easier. Or smoother. Yeah, dude. He Rather than, felt, like, here's this guy. <laughs> he literally felt like a walking, talking pl- uh, plot contrivance. Yep. Uh, but He literally yeah. could have been introduced last week. And just as... Just throw him up on, like, a news thing just so we know he exists beforehand instead of our first introduction being Ravi unboxing Night Vision goggles. Yeah, yeah, that's my thing. It just feels like we're, like, introducing too many new characters and new things, like, in the end game here. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. But, uh, but that, I mean, my, my minor uh, complaints aside, I'm, I, was mostly, uh, I was mostly pretty happy with, uh, with this. So. Good. Well, uh, so. that'll that'll pretty much wrap up our discussion and uh, take us into plugs. Uh, Sean, why don't you uh, lead us in? Hit him with it. Uh, as per usual, Snarky Sean on Twitter, Snarky Sean on Instagram. Literally, just search me up, and you will find me literally everywhere. Um, mostly. Uh, there's some social media I don't use because it's garbage, but I don't want to talk about that. Um, on my Twitter, you can find my stuff that I do. Uh, Delicious Flavor, a Psych Rewatch podcast, Geekishly Toku, a basically just Power Rangers comic book podcast at this point because that's all we ever talk about now because that's all I ever have time for. And when I actually find the time to write things for the Marvel Report, they'll be there too. Um <laughs> And also, you know, you could wish me a happy birthday, too, if you want. You don't have to, but it'd make me feel happy. <laughs> Chris, what about you? Where where, uh, where are you preaching your good gospel? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had something I was going to say. I'm going to, never mind. Uh, so it's at, uh, at CKinger13 on Twitter. Um that's pretty much where you can find everything uh blaze i'm sure we'll be talking more about the the watchman podcast we're doing so i'll let him promote that uh and then i think i might be on another friends of mine pod another friends of mine podcast uh nick hogan if anyone knows him he does a a lot of good tv writing out there um i'm hoping to be on his podcast i'm hoping we're going to record next week it's called nick's infinite playlist um so when that is live i will be promoting that uh, but yeah, for, for anything and everything I'm doing, guys, best thing is just to follow me on Twitter. And uh, thank you, as always, for listening. We appreciate it. And um, as always, you can find me at Blaze Hopkins on Twitter. 
um, talking about some sports, and uh, as Chris mentioned, have a Watchmen podcast. You're locked in here with us. Um, that is kind of slowly rolling out. I'm trying to post stuff on social media. You can find that on Instagram and Twitter at, at LockedInPod. Um, and hopefully we will be getting our uh, first couple episodes out in the next week or two. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and as always, you can find this podcast online at iZombie Radio. Um, please, you know, send us your feedback. Let us know what you're thinking about how this final season is shaping up. We'd love to interact with you. We'd love to uh, read some listener feedback, you know, on our episodes and uh, just hear what everybody thinks. So, um, you know, check out our tweets and everything going out on social. And uh, as always, you know, you can find us on your favorite podcast listening app. So until next week. For Chris and Sean, I am Blaze. Have a good one. Bye-bye.